Okay, is Pinterest still a thing? Be honest. Is that what you thought when you read the title of this episode? For many of us, our time these days is being sucked up by creating short-form videos for TikTok and Instagram Reels, and marketing using Pinterest can feel like an artifact of the bygone era of blogging. But trust me, friend, Pinterest is just as important as ever when it comes to generating and driving traffic to your content. A lot of us creators spend 90% of our time creating content and only 10% of that time promoting it, which makes sense. We love creating and self-promotion can sometimes feel icky, but the fact is that content that you work so hard on, it needs some extra love and care to get the attention it deserves. Otherwise, it has such a short lifespan on social media, usually only being relevant for about 24 hours. This is where Pinterest comes in. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to use Pinterest to promote your content across platforms, drive traffic, and ultimately increase your following and your customers by using a simple time-saving system to promote your best content. Sound like a plan? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop-style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and that community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. The first thing that you need to know when it comes to starting to use Pinterest to promote your content and grow your audience is how Pinterest works. A very common misconception about Pinterest is that it is a social media platform. Is that surprising to you? I know we always talk about it in the long list of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest. But in fact, Pinterest is a search engine as much as it is a social media platform. Think about the last time you went on Pinterest. Maybe you were looking for a new banana muffin recipe or some DIY tips on how to decorate your bedroom. People are often going to Pinterest to search for solutions to their problems rather than to just have content serve to them. Now, it is true, sometimes we do go to Pinterest and scroll through that smart home feed. And for me, when I go on there, I see beautiful photos of the Scottish Highlands and Harry Styles and Niall Horan's fashion sense, and usually some cute fonts and color palettes too. And that definitely has a time and place, But many people that go to Pinterest are looking for an answer to a question, a solution to a problem, or inspiration on a certain topic. So, therefore, when you're creating content for Pinterest, if you can solve problems and use SEO, you can find an audience. That is really the secret sauce of making Pinterest work for you. Solving problems and using SEO. So why is Pinterest so effective at driving traffic? If you've been in the content creation world for any time at all, especially if you were around for the blogging days of the late 2000s, early 2010s, then you'll be very familiar with the idea that Pinterest can generate traffic. But why? Why is Instagram or Facebook not known for generating traffic? 
This is because people that go to Pinterest go there to leave. Now, I know that might sound funny, but it is actually a very important distinction from other social media platforms. When people go to Instagram, they go there for Instagram and they want to scroll, they want to have content served to them. But when people go to Pinterest, they go there because they're looking for content that is going to be on another place, maybe on a website or whatever. They go there because they want to find content outside of the Pinterest app or website. Unlike other platforms, unlike true social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, they fight really, really hard to keep users on their app. In fact, on Instagram, for example, if you click on the link in someone's bio or you swipe up on a link in their story, it won't actually open up Safari or Google Chrome on your phone. It will open up a web browser inside of the Instagram app. And this often actually leads to frustrations because if you try to buy something online or look at a YouTube video, you're not going to be automatically logged in to any of your accounts or whatever because you're using this inside Instagram web browser. But Instagram would rather provide a less than stellar user experience when it comes to web browsing because they don't want you to leave their app. So if they would actually allow links to open up Safari or Google Chrome, Instagram is worried that you wouldn't come back to Instagram. And so therefore, they make it this very clunky experience to view any kind of content outside the app because they are fighting so hard to keep you on Instagram and keep you scrolling because ultimately their goal is to keep users on their app as long as possible so they can show them more ads. Meanwhile, Pinterest is a little less clingy and a little less insecure. They know that people are going to come back to their platform to search for content because ultimately Pinterest is a really, really great resource for finding good blog posts, good recipes, good content, whatever. And people know that. So people go to Pinterest to search for content. And then Pinterest just kindly lets you leave. When you want to click on that link to go read that recipe or watch that tutorial, They'll let you click on it. And so for that reason, Pinterest is really a great way for creators to drive traffic to their content because Pinterest actually lets their users leave the platform in peace, unlike Instagram, for instance. So now that we know that Pinterest is a search platform where you can create content that people are looking for, and as long as you optimize it with good keywords and SEO practices, People will be able to find your content and they will click on it and go and consume that content wherever it might be. So then with that being said, what content should you be making for Pinterest to really optimize your chances of generating that traffic? So an interesting thing to note in case you have been around the world of content creation for a while, the Pinterest algorithm changed in late 2020 to reflect a new strategy of content creation. So if you remember the old days of Pinterest back when we were all blogging, we used to repin the shit out of other people's stuff to stay active. (laughs) Like I'll just be honest, you slash I, I'll just say I because I was doing all this stuff. I'll be real. I would go onto Pinterest and just repin as many different posts relevant to my niche as possible because I thought, and it was beneficial in the algorithm to just keep your profile active. So you would just, you know, post your own pins maybe 10% of the time and repin other people's stuff 90% of the time. And at the same time, we would repin our own stuff till kingdom come. You'd just have one pin and you'd be repinning it like every other day. 
And then additionally, we would just repin that stuff to a million different group boards and spam the crap out of these different group boards in hope of getting views from other people's audiences. I remember there were some big bloggers in the space like Melissa Griffin and others, and they would have group boards that you could join, and then you would join those boards and just repin all your content to those boards as often as possible, hoping that other people who are also you know, readers of this big blogger would then become a reader of your blog and really what it led to. And the thing is the Pinterest algorithm did sort of incentivize this stuff. It incentivized creators to just pin a ton of content, repin other stuff, which on the surface, you know, generated engagement. It made people really active on the platform. But eventually Pinterest realized that these strategies that were born out of their original algorithm were really degrading the quality of the platform because it was basically like the same, you know, pins just being recirculated constantly because that was a really easy way to stay active on the platform. And so creators were like, well, this is perfect. I'll just repin my same pins all the dang time and get more views on it, hopefully get more clicks. But then it didn't make for a very good user experience. And that's why people weren't going on Pinterest as much just to scroll. I know I got out of practice because I would just see the same pins on my home feed all the time from people repinning them constantly. And so because of that, that's kind of the background to this whole story. Pinterest changed their algorithm. And even along with that, they made public suggestions to creators to tell them how to best use the algorithm to their advantage to grow. And so this new algorithm really prioritizes and advantages generating new and fresh content. Pinterest wants you to create new content and not just repin the same old stuff that's been circulating on your account for the past six years. So what does fresh content really mean in terms of the Pinterest algorithm? Thankfully, this is a really, really great distinction for a lot of us creators. It means fresh imagery, but not necessarily a fresh link. And I'll tell you why that is so important. It means that you can create a bunch of different pins for the same piece of content, which is just an amazing thing for making that content that you spend so much time on really work for you. So here's what I mean by new imagery, just to give you like a really clear picture of what's involved here. You can create a bunch of different graphics or use a bunch of different photos and link to the same blog post, YouTube, podcast, whatever it is. So you can create, you know, three to 10, whatever different templates for like graphics. Maybe that's a quote. Maybe that's a classic pin graphic where you kind of have like a title and then like a click here kind of call to action. You can create a bunch of different versions of that graphic as long as they are like visually distinct. And then you can link them all to the same piece of content. So what this means for us in a strategic content planning way is that when you create that really high value YouTube video, when you create that super useful podcast episode, or honestly, even like a really great carousel post on Instagram, you can promote it in a bunch of different ways, which essentially heightens your ability to be able to drive traffic to that content. So back in the day, I feel like we would make, you know, maybe one or two pin graphics for a blog post and then just recirculate those same pins over and over and over again, trying to get more traffic. But now what you can do instead is have one blog post or one YouTube video and create honestly like 10 to 15 different pins 
all linking to that same content. And that gives you a really great opportunity to highlight different value points from that post. So you can like share different quotes, share different, you know, if it's a tutorial, share different highlights from different steps or, or tips that you're, you know, including in that piece of content. And you can really sell it in a bunch of different ways, which ultimately allows you to potentially reach different audiences depending on what their priorities are or what might catch their attention. It really gives you the option to market one piece of content in a lot of different unique ways and therefore, you know, like essentially 10 times your ability to drive traffic to that content. So how do you actually do that? Because I know it might sound like a lot, like creating 10 pins for one piece of content this is how I do it. I created my own custom Pinterest templates in Photoshop. And essentially what that looks like is, you know, about 10 different sort of graphics that are styled in different ways. Some of them have photos in them. Some of them are just text on a background. Some of them are just photos. There's all kinds of different approaches that I use based on different Pinterest styles that I've seen be successful. And then I handed those templates over to one of my team members to use to create Pinterest content for me. And so what she does is goes through my content and creates three different pin graphics for my podcast episode, you know, four different pin graphics for my YouTube video for that week and five different pin graphics for my Instagram content, whatever. There's, you know, a different spread depending on the content of that week. And I have those templates already in place. So all you have to do is plug in the title of the YouTube video, a quote from the podcast episode, whatever it is, and then automatically you've got all these great, beautifully designed pins ready to go and schedule. So this makes the process so easy and it also ensures that your brand is cohesive and beautiful and becomes recognizable to your Pinterest followers. So what I would recommend doing, this is the strategy that honestly you can copy and paste, use this for yourself. I really do think this could work for anybody is first of all, create graphic templates. You can do this in Photoshop like I did, or you can use Canva. Canva already has a bunch of awesome Pinterest templates that you can modify to suit your own branding. And you can create, you know, five to 10 different templates that you can just pop in every week, plug in the title, plug in any information about that piece of content, and save it and you're good to go. I would also recommend having a color scheme that you cycle through or some imagery that you cycle through to give it some more variety as well. Then in addition to sharing these graphics, I would also recommend sharing beautiful photos as well. This can be as simple as just pinning a photo from your Instagram feed. If I were you, I would honestly pin every single photo that you post to Instagram to Pinterest as well. That'll help you generate traffic to your Instagram profile and also keep some variety on your Pinterest so not everything is just a graphic with text on it. You've also got some imagery there. It'll make your feed look a little bit prettier for potential followers on Pinterest. And of course, it'll drive traffic to Instagram, which is great. So share photos as well. If you don't have a ton of photos on your Instagram, you can honestly just use stock photos and link those to your blog posts, your podcasts, your YouTube videos, whatever. You can use something like, I personally use Social Squares, which is a paid stock photo library. And there's a lot of beautiful photos in there. And that's what I actually use for the imagery on my Pinterest pins. You could just take a stock photo, post it to Pinterest and link it to whatever your content is, especially if that stock photo is like relevant to the content. There's no reason why you can't do that. And I would recommend with all these different content strategies considered, post 20 to 25 pins a week. 
I would say that's like a minimum that you kind of want to aim for. I know that might sound overwhelming at first, but really if you are creating maybe two or three pieces of content a week across other platforms like YouTube, podcast, blog, Instagram, whatever, and you're creating three to four pins per piece of content, you're going to hit that 20 to 25 pins mark really quickly. If you really wanted to double down on growth, you'd probably want to be posting 20 to 25 pins a day. Um, but that that's a lot. I'll admit that. I aim for 20 to 25 pins a week. And this is honestly going to revolutionize your traffic generation. I think when you first start doing this, you're going to start to see huge results from, especially if you're pivoting from a old Pinterest strategy of repinning a lot of other content, this is going to make a huge difference. You truly can find any audience on Pinterest when you optimize your content for search. You want to use a title for your pin that is using really great keywords for whatever you're talking about so that when people are searching for that, your pin will come up. You want to use a description that is really keyword rich, talking about not only repeating the keywords that were in your title, but also using relevant ones that might be related to your search. And then also use imagery, use a graphic that has some kind of call to action in it. Don't be afraid to add a little graphic that's like a button that says, click here to read more or whatever to really incentivize people to interact with your content and get off the platform and go find that content that you worked so hard on and that you're promoting. So I know it might seem like just another platform to add to your to-do list. We've already got all these other social platforms we're trying to keep up with in 2021, but seriously, this one is worth it. I really want you to consider adding Pinterest to your strategy this year You can systematically create a ton of content to keep your profile active and to generate traffic for all the other content that you work so hard to produce. I really think that this is where it becomes a game changer is you spend so much time on your Instagram, on your podcast, your YouTube, whatever. Pinterest is an opportunity to really make that work, work for you and make it all worthwhile by generating traffic and driving traffic to all of that wonderful content. If you need inspiration for how you can create your Pinterest graphics or what it might look like, you can go check out my profile on Pinterest. It's just Katie Steckley. You can see for yourself how I generate fresh content every week with the same tried and true templates again and again, and it makes it so easy. It really does not take that much time, and I think that it has a massive benefit. So I hope you found this episode helpful. It was just a quick primer on Pinterest and its new algorithm and how you can make it work for you. And I can't wait to see how you use Pinterest to grow your business in 2021. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. And you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening. And as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams. And I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.